Anderson's just like, ah, why bother? Mon Fuck it. Money is a lie. <laughs> Money is a lie, and so is Oregon State football. All that's right. literally what he. That's literally what he decided. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get off and rolling. We will. F you've looked over your ad read, I assume. Uh, I just did. Yeah. Yeah. And let's I have our own unique approach to it. Good. I don't think they'll be upset by it. Excellent. So. Excellent. Okay. Um, then and Jason has the two I sent him, and we can get going whenever. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. We're coming into week seven of the college football season, and I think it's a good time as time itself races away and we blow through the season. One where we open doors and step outside, realizing that the earth is turning. I say step outside as I hear Jason Kirk walking outside and a plane overhead because he's Indiana Jones and he's being stalked by Nazis. Which he's in Kennesaw, Georgia, entirely popular. Hi, Jason. Hey, come on now. That ain't that ain't that ain't right. That ain't right. No, they're everywhere. We didn't do that's, anything to you. That's what we that's what we learned from those movies is that the Nazis are everywhere at all times. <laughs> Except they're they're always white. They're they are always white people. That is a giveaway. Listen, man. These days, that could be anywhere in Metro Atlanta. So keep remain vigilant. The 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 demographic shifts of. <laughs> Spread the Nazis evenly all throughout, so don't don't pin that all on and, us. And remember, you don't need a license to carry a whip. You can open carry a whip, and nobody can say shit about it. Right. Remember, the only state that has open carry swords, Texas. That's right. Oh man, if if Butch Jones started carrying a whip around just casually and like refused to answer questions about it, and 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 just started speaking in Indiana Jones ways. But how many cool things from the past would sound real lame if Butch Jones was the first person to say it? Like, we're going to make our football stadium a temple of doom. Like, suddenly that would be the least cool thing you could ever call a facility. Only the penitent man shall pass, and that's why we're a running-based offense. These, we need to get more penitent. We, we, when we go to play Arkansas, they're, they're, we're going to raid the lost Arkansas. I'm going to rip out another man's heart. Like metaphorically, <laughs> nope. It's a motivational tactic. Here at the with the bye week was so great, my face just melted off of my skull. I like to think of Tennessee as a child mine. <laughs> just young talent or cycling through. <laughs> remember, remember, there's gonna be a time this week. We've been telling everybody this is why we got a refrigerator in the locker room, okay? And at one time, Damn everyone's it. No, gonna we get were, nuked. Uh, we were doing so well denying that that movie even existed. But when times get hard, get we all got to jump in the fridge together. Just get in the fridge. I'm being chased down the tunnel of excellence by a boulder of victory, and I think it's going to roll right over me. <laughs> this team wants to have sex with Marion. No, that's not even a... That's, that's direct. We'll go shot for that's shot. <laughs> we'll go shot for shot with Marion. <laughs> Maybe the maybe one of the top ten best like female characters ever in the history of movies. Love you, Marion. Not convinced you're not real. I'll be honest. It's disturbing to me. This took a turn. But yeah, this did. Now now I'm just now I'm just confessing childhood crushes. Maybe adult crushes. Maybe lifelong fascinations. That's okay. Hold on. I'm not Hold alone. On. I want to try something. <clears throat> Marky Post. No. Okay. I know, I know. That's that. Like you'd think. No, it's it just Interesting. missed. Interesting. That was that, that. That was real good. Okay, that's all I wanted to try. We can continue. Yeah, um, but that was a good shot because Night Court was very important to me as a very young child allowed to watch too much television. Wait, late wait, night. hold on. I want to try one more. John Larroquette. Mm, close. <laughs> close. Just as like a role model, Dan Fielding is like. Man, you know, you know what, you know what makes our podcast so successful? We have the pulse of a young audience <laughs> that just fucking loves Temple of Doom and Raiders of the Lost Ark and Night Court. We are just all over it, guys. Let's talk about Laserdisc. Today's sponsor, Laserdisc. <laughs> Have you ever thought DVDs are too small and you can't kill another man with them? Good news, laser discs. 
Laserdisc were great because how many, how if you many, based how many people do you think use their laserdisc purely to snort cocaine off of? Mm, three and none are real cool. Just it's not little, like yeah you've 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 done you've done bumps before, but who, have you ever snorted cocaine off Lady Hawk <laughs> with extras? <laughs> I do enjoy that if you really preferred. To rate your media by size, you really couldn't beat Laserdisc, right? Oh. You're like, it's permanent, and it's the size of an ancient rune. What if Captain America's shield could also hold the Doors movie? <laughs> yeah, the one with the bad Batman, Val Kilmer. That's right. Oh, we're gonna... It's great if you consider the Doors movie to just be another Batman a, movie. A Batman prequel? Yeah, a Batman prequel where you're like, man, Bruce Wayne was wild <laughs> He got fat. That's crazy. Um, we we need to go ahead and just clear the decks because you know as as we've gotten this deep in the college football season, I think there are things that uh, we really haven't discussed enough. For instance, I don't think we've discussed enough that uh, there are major football programs in this nation having abominable years, like bad bad years. Look at it, you, Florida State. It's really bad. Our own Bud Elliott did a fine analysis on Tomahawk Nation of of how weird this season is for them because like they are having a difficult time. They lost their starting quarterback, but the fall off has even been managed like strangely because Jimbo Fisher is calling Florida state's offense. Like he's Florida, like the pace, the offensive pace, how they manage that game. Like they've, it's amazing how slow that team is just schematically and how often they punt when they shouldn't even now, like even with their limited offensive situation, how conservative Jimbo Fisher is as a play caller and head coach, which isn't what I would have guessed. Right. Like I would have assumed like, I'm like, well, I don't know. They, they play pretty loose. They play pretty fast. Right. Not one bit, sir. Not at all. I was shocked reading that this week. But not like disappointed. No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> not at all. Just to be clear, <laughs> it's it's like when you go, oh man, this terrible person has cancer. I feel so bad for his family. <laughs> That's when you know somebody when you, when when you know somebody is really loathed. Is when you're like, oh man, they died. I feel so bad for his family. Not for them, <laughs> right? Like yeah, get them. Somebody who misses oh, them though. Man, oh, that's going to be a whole lot of paperwork. Oh. <laughs> oh, I hope they had a big enough place to put him. Oh, his garage is a mess. Oh, you're going to have to burn that. Right. So, like, when I, when I, when the thing you say in football or in sports, when you go, when, you know, there are blameless people who are on the team, you go, oh, well, they're having a bad season. I feel bad for those players, man. I feel bad for those players. They're trying so hard. They, they're not to blame in this. But. That's not who I feel worse for right now, player-wise. Oregon State, uh, I mean, it's interesting to see that there is a certain segment of sports media that sees Gary Anderson leave that job in the middle of the season still being owed a good chunk of change. He could have stuck around and collected it if he wanted. He comes out and says, you know, basically the program is going nowhere. We don't have the personnel we need either you know on the roster or on the coaching staff and I don't think it's going to get any better and so I'm just going to leave and there's a certain segment of the media that's like that's admirable that's admirable that he wasn't going to take any more money to fix this problem and part of me kind of wants to be like wait what like if you're a firefighter and you just like walk away in the middle of an inferno and you're like yeah you can keep my pension because I'm an honorable person I don't know that you necessarily get a ton of praise for that. I don't know that we all get because because those players are still. It's not like everybody's like, well, okay, Oregon State football's done now. We tried it and it just didn't work. Everybody, go do something else with your life. All those coaches are still there. All those players are still there, and this this ended up this ends up being like quite a vicious burn for Gary Anderson to just say like, yep, uh, this is an unsprayable termite house. There's nothing we can do here. 
Well, if you if you got termites, you need to get rid of the wood. And who's going to get rid of the wood better than a beaver? So I think this thing can correct itself. <laughs> but like that twelve million dollars, like I mean, that'll be recirculated among the among the players, right? Yep. Like that's who it'll go to, mm. right? No, no, that's no, no that. Oh no! That is that not how in, it works? That's weird. No, that that goes back in free parking, and the AD who rolls eight from their spot somewhere in, I believe, the orange properties gets that. Huh. Well, that's a shame. So that's all going into a big buyout bundle for. Uh, I mean, they'll probably like make a run at Chip Kelly or something like that, but that's not. Mike Riley, come on down. Yeah. Mike, nice Mike, come on home. Please come home, Dad. Please just come home. This would be nice Mike's second return after uh, a failed what, NFL what, run, I think. The Chargers, the yeah, Chargers, the Chargers. Yeah. That's what it was. Yep. R- remember, everyone who's ever left a college job coached the Chargers. That's true. No one remembers it, right? This is this is. We can begin now that we've decided to no longer be loyal to facts at all. We can just say that people did this right like remember when nick saban coached the chargers Mm -hmm. happened yep remember when chargers east yeah yeah remember when you know what that is that does actually feel (laughs) completely false doesn't it when you're like man nick saban coached the dolphins why why did that happen (laughs) that feels even yeah that feels even more fake who is the most prominent coach you think you could convince like the average fan they coached the chargers in like 1990 Six. 1990 Jim, current Jim, current Jim, prominent Jim Grobe. Mm. Oh sure, he probably did though. <laughs> he might product. he might right now. Right. Current but current current prominent coach. Yeah, current current. Mm. I got one. Ready? Yep. Clay Helton. Ooh. You know why? That's wow. kind of anonymous now. Right. Would be kind of anonymous then, right? If you're like, yeah, man, Clay Helton coached the Chargers. People be like, yeah, sure, for a year, and yeah, that happened. That's also, because like no one really knows where he came from, man of mystery, yeah. parts unknown in in wrestling terms. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could convince someone that Mark Rick did it just because he was at Georgia for so long right, that right. I think mm. unless you were a active college football fan in the '90s, you probably don't know where he was before Georgia, Florida State. But I think you could probably hit him. Maybe Bob Stoops. Maybe someone who's just been in one place for a long, long or was in one place for a long time. Bud Foster. And you're gonna, and you're sure. saying like that's crazy. Cam Cameron was an NFL head coach. Fuck you. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, consider this: a guy currently in the news as an assistant, um, who never coached anywhere for longer than a year, was making like you know, seven figures to do his job, and also doing cocaine off of strippers. But romantic cocaine. Let's be clear: romantic cocaine. These lines are for you, baby. You know what? Florida, Florida football could have saved itself a lot of trouble of being like, uh, yeah, he also designed the uniforms, as it turned out. So, <laughs> not our fault. Get mad at the, get mad at him. Think about this, though. I was watching that, and I was like, if somebody sent that to me, I'd be kind of horrified. But a small, terrible part of me would have been complimented. Like, you know what? That's very sweet. Well, You're- let's review what was delightfully Florida about this incident. Number one, um... Mm-hmm the the bold proclamation that he's doing this at work because if you look at the video there's nothing identifying about it he just is in a nondescript office ostensibly it could be a home office or like a business center at a hotel or some shit so there's like he affirmatively is like yes i'm doing this during working hours that's number one number two he's wearing shorts and if you're wearing shorts to work and doing coke wonderful number three there is this oblique mention to somebody keeping a child, um, which is great because it shows that you are aware that parenting has some legal responsibilities, but also you're doing this in the midst of sending your um, stripper Instagram model mistress a video of you doing coke at work. And um, number four, the ham-fisted cunnilingus reference. <laughs> Maybe let's not pair let's not pair those two words. <laughs> I, was, I was really that the mental images were wild, man, just wild. It's it's an emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Child custody, love, 
cunnilingus. I, I did think though. I was like, man, no one's no one sent me, you know, a video lately of them saying I'd like to do drugs off of your genitals. And then I thought that's a really poor surface for it. It's not. It's not even. Well, it's so absorbent. Not, yeah. It's absorbent. You know, it's not flat, right? Like nobody's. It's just not going to work for a lot of reasons, right? It's just more trouble than it's worth. Think about the in, the yeah. uh, inevitable doctor's visit you're going to have. Uh, so what seems to be the problem? Um, so, this story needs some setup, doesn't it? So I'm, so I'm seeing this guy, and he's kind of a mess. <laughs> he coaches in the NFL. <laughs> By the way, I just saw this. I just saw this like telling the story to like like me, right? right? Like as the like attending doctor, and me going like, <laughs> "Girl, you know it." That guy, <laughs> quite a fella he got there. <laughs> Chris Forster, man, he must be really good at his job. Actually, he's never been anywhere longer than a year. I don't know how this labor system works at all. It's a hey, it's the perfect meritocracy. All right, it's, it's just, just like just like America, <laughs> stocked by fifty-five-year-old guys snorting coke in their offices. Just because you know, eighty percent of the franchises are owned by broke dick inheritors. Who can't get a haircut or a suit to save their life doesn't mean it's not the ultimate meritocracy. Well, at least the Dolphins' offense is very good. Extremely good. That much we know is true. Jay Cutler good. I saw a photo, by the Nearly way, of, of like, Jay Cutler. On the like, New Orleans Saints good. That's right. A shot of him laying on the ground, like, face first. And they're like, what is he doing here? And I'm like, man, that's Jay Cutler. Like, why... Why are you asking what he's doing? He's he's begging uh, he's begging Satan to get back into hell. Yeah, he's, what is he doing? He's just chilling. He's just being man. Dad, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I refused to torture. I was just super tired. That's like, that's like ex- extremely chill Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to be a chill comic book character with your head on fire. Ghost Napper. He's, 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 Ghost Rider I got, does a pretty it. good job. It's it's Coast Rider because he's on the he's at Miami. Coast. He's on the coast. Yeah. Ugh, damn it. Um, this would also be the week, by the way, where we were talking about we're talking about how there hasn't been a weekend on paper that you just look at uh, and go, yeah, that that's it. Like maybe opening weekend, like right. week one, but even then there was like week zero before that. There hasn't been a week where you go, whoo, man, this, there's some bangers. I do look at this week's schedule, and I think I could see a lot of these things going sideways, which was true of last weekend, too, right? Like, there was some anticipation of these are games that could go very wrong oh, for yeah. a lot of different reasons. I'm the asshole who cut you off and insisted that Iowa State had no chance of beating Oklahoma. So, yep, good job, me. I know things. I mean, I think we're on the fourth straight weekend of, well, at least it'll break. That's the hope. And if you're looking for places where it could break, I am very interested in you, Purdue at Wisconsin. I am very interested in you, indeed. That way we don't have to keep making up a loss to Wisconsin, right? Right. right. We don't, when it comes time, they'll be like, hey, Wisconsin's still undefeated in week nine. Even though they've been playing weak competition for the most part. Yeah, Purdue, Wisconsin. There's there's some life there. That could be terrifying for everyone involved. I'm not saying not Purdue. No, that could be terrifying for you too, Purdue. You're capable of hopping on that roller coaster of horror and fright just as quickly as everyone now because you have a little bit of hope. And when there's a little bit of hope in the equation, that's when things can really catch fire. It's like oxygen. Throw it into a fire and magical things happen. Yeah, and if if you're Purdue and you know, hooray, we're we're cute, fun Purdue. We do we do interesting, weird stuff. Well, okay, let's see how that works against extremely uninteresting, unfun, uncute Wisconsin. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll go very poorly. It's better than what it would have been last year, though. So, there's that. Yeah. Things are looking up. 2017 is better than 2016. Better, there you have it. Better in every way. Uh, that and that and this. If um, I enjoy whenever they, whenever Wisconsin gets into the red zone, and the announcer's like, "Yeah, you know who you need to watch for? Um, 
Checks roster, checks roster. Check. Troy Fumagalli. Mm-hmm. That's who you really need to watch for in the red zone. Who else? Um, Troy. That's your that's, that's <laughs> receiver. Who else? I don't know. Let's just talk about Troy Fumagalli. Jared yeah. Aberderis. Look out for him. <laughs> you never know where he could be. You say, oh, he's Wisconsin. not on the team anymore. That's what he wants you to think. It's the ultimate fake. Wisconsin never gets new players. Nope. Never. They just change they they just, the same. They just change their names and identities. That's it. That's why coaches keep leaving. They're just too freaked out by the um like the, the lab of players they have Look, underneath. Jim Sorge. Shh. I was never here. <laughs> it's just moon. It's just they just what Jared yeah, Sorge's coming to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the clone the clone showing up to put the clone into like, you know, the generator. See, all right, yeah, get on in there. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. There's eight, eighty thousand like, more of the, us. The players who come back, like Jim Leonard, he's one of the original clones, mm-hmm. and it's his job to make sure none of the players find out. That's what that's Barry Alvarez just keeps cloning Barry Alvarez. That's all like Paul Christ. That's the reason like Anderson got out. It's like, oh no, oh god, I've learned too much. I have to leave. I know too much. I know too much. By the way, we all we're all like, man, Purdue's super I think the fun Barry now. Move yeah, really they are. would be to like <laughs> when it comes to Barry. It's not even like oh, we got a clone to replace him. I think Barry would just, you know, who I'd like to speak with, Barry Alvarez. Order me up another couple of myself. <laughs> ah, this place is looking better by Great the day. Great job, Barry. Look at all these berries. That's how that's how Barry Alvarez actually got Wisconsin out of the like basement anyway. Because remember, kids, w- Wisconsin wasn't good. They were a horrendous football program for a real long time before Barry Alvarez showed up in the 90s. And then through just a Herculean job uh, and amount of labor got them to be good. And it's easy to do that much labor when there are 20 of you. That's how Barry – like, man, they're like, Barry Alvarez is recruiting like crazy out of Wisconsin. I wonder how. They're like, eight Barry Alvarez has showed up to your house. And they're like, we brought turkey. Brought turkey and Jack. Come on down to Wisconsin. I don't know why turkey and Jack Daniels seems like a Wisconsin meal. It just does. <laughs> What's I think the salad? All meals are pretty Wisconsin meals. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. Um, we do. By the way, we do have this week. We have some weeknight games that, when you say, "Oh man, this could break. This could go sideways." Yeah, yeah, y'all. There's some. There's some. A couple of weird weeknight games. You know, we got um, we got Friday games, which are, of course, the bellwether for. Everyone's unprepared and anything can happen. Like Clemson going to Syracuse. Am I saying Clemson's going to get upset at Syracuse? No. Am I saying that it's going to be more of a struggle than they might have had so far? Yeah, Syracuse is kind of squirrely, y'all. Squirrely and aggressive. Yeah. Syracuse is like babysitting a a three-year-old where you're like, listen, I'm smarter and stronger and I'm more psychologically secure. So I should be fine. And most of the time you are, but you know what? Three-year-old might get the best of you. Three-year-old might might find its way to a crescent wrench, clock you over the head, and and just eat nothing but frozen pizza rolls while you're passed out in the bathroom. A Syracuse team that very nearly could have beaten LSU at home, which, take that for whatever it is worth in the year 2017, one that played a close game against NC State. That's a 33-25 game. NC State, currently, you know, one of the teams atop the ACC. Playoff contender for Cole Kublik. Uh, yeah, almost. It's crazy. Uh, almost beat Middle Tennessee State. Legendary Middle Tennessee State. Gutted it out versus Pitt in a 27-24 overtime. And as you know, this podcast believes Pitt to be the gold standard against which all other teams are measured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pitt is Pitt is our measuring stick. Pit is a unit of yeah. biblical measure, measurement. And Pharaoh said, bring me eight pits worth of oxen. And so they did. One little note. I know Clemson's vastly <laughs> more talented. But just to add one other little wrinkle that indicates that you should pay moderate attention to this game. Who's starting a quarterback for Clemson? Oh, I don't know this, actually. I'm assuming it's uh, not. Yeah. Kelly, I'm assuming it's that not Kelly Bryant, then. Zoroaster... Ramirez, I'm guessing. Zoras Ramirez. Uh, yeah, no, no, actually, 
Well, hold on. I'm seeing here that right? huh. I'm seeing uh, here that as of as of yesterday, they do expect Kelly Bryant to start. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with what? Well, a banged well, up ankle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Guess we're good then. Yeah. 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 Right. He's he's been good. Dabo Swinney has been encouraged by his progress. Are we going to get a straight answer before game time? No. 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 Not one bit. Is he going to be one hundred percent? No. I'm sorry. You just. If you've ever if you've ever messed up your ankle at all and then tried to play a sport, you'll know it's uh it's not a loyal friend. You can go on you at any minute. So just saying, I know they're they're second and third teamers, they're they're fine. Third teamer in particular, who I believe has a very Clemson name, like an extremely Clemson name. Like Kelly Bryant's a pretty Clemson name. Their third stringer has like a crazily Clemson name. Hold on. And I will I will remember it in just a moment. Hunter, but he, Hunter he actually, Johnson. Correct. Hunter correct. Johnson. AKA Johnson Hunter. Yeah, it's quarterback it, will work. Clemson is the opposite of Georgia. Georgia quarterbacks have to have two first names. Clemson quarterbacks need to have two last names. Yep. Kelly Bryant. Mm-hmm. Zarek Cooper. Uh, yep. Hunter Johnson. Yep. Sure. Tosh Boyd. Don't it works. Don't say it doesn't. Deshaun Watson is a little bit of a problem, but not as much as you think. <laughs> what this weekend is is going to be good for, though, because there there are, I believe, no ranked versus ranked matchups, right? Right. Ne- neither uh, of you right. is telling me no, so I'm going to assume that's right. Um, but there are what I think are a lot of good, like, oh, come the fuck on games for teams that are potentially sick of... Their head coach, starting with Illinois playing Rutgers. Illinois this season is two and three. Those two wins came against Ball State by three points and Western Kentucky. They got killed by USF. They got killed by Nebraska. They got killed by Iowa. Um, If they can't beat Rutgers, I think there will be some serious hand-wringing going on, to the extent that there ever is serious hand-wringing about Illinois football in the last, like, five years. Uh, I also like North Carolina against Virginia because that's a team that has one win this year against Old Dominion. They didn't look competitive against Notre Dame or Georgia Tech or Louisville. They lost to Cal. They lost to Duke. And if they can't beat a UVA team that is 4-1 and one and has, like... Look, looks like they are starting to turn a little bit of a corner here. That could be a, the start of some problems for Larry Fedora. Uh, and then you have my favorite one, which is UCLA at Arizona. UCLA is still above 500, still just has losses to Memphis and Stanford. Um, and Arizona, we didn't talk about what Arizona did last week, and I think that's a shame because Arizona... Sent a quarterback out there who had had a like efficient passing day. Khalil Tate went twelve of thirteen for one hundred fifty yards and a touchdown. Mm, mm, wait, you, uh, That's not mm. the important number. Yeah, mm. <laughs> hey, hey, Ryan, can I ask about his rushing numbers? How, how do you do on the ground? He had three hundred and twenty-seven rushing yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> do you remember how many attempts he needed to get three hundred and twenty-seven yards? Um, I believe 13. it was. 13? 14. 14. 14. Averaging over 23 yards a fucking carry. Which means that Arizona could have intentionally held on first down and still picked up a first down just by giving Khalil Tate the ball right after that on first and 20. Um, Not great Colorado, let's say that. So yeah, uh, UCLA's defense hasn't exactly been the strength of the team. Exciting to see if they can turn it around or if Jim Moore is just going to say, fuck it. You know what? I'll, I'll go take, I'll go take the Chargers job now. It's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> my turn to take the Chargers job. <laughs> Pass the baton. It's, it's, it's my time. I like for, um, Lights up a for coaching angst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about, um, Michigan, Indiana? Because, 
yes, we're, we're all being told that Jim Harbaugh is now terrible and bad, worst coach ever, because he lost a game by four points in, in a, um, uh, a monsoon. Uh, but if you lose to Indiana, okay, now you've lost two in a row, and now you're going to Penn State next week. That could be three in a row. You also lost your last two games of last year, so that could be a four and five run for Jim Harbaugh, and you know most of those were, you know, all the losses so far were very close. And and to and still, to like seem, seemingly good teams. That would not look great. Yeah, Indiana Indiana is not a team that you really want yeah, to lose uh, to, especially an Indiana team that and also Indiana that got pretty well pasted by the two Big Ten teams that faced so far: Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, but, you know, luckily for Harbaugh, as we know, the Hoosiers are the world's greatest team at getting up by about 10 and then losing by about 20. Yeah. So, you no know, pressure there. It's real. You know what, Michigan, by the way, just looking one week down the road, Michigan has a chance to Michigan State, Penn State, right? Because this is this is the circle of pain they have in that division, right? That, that all of them have these... I think countervailing strengths and weaknesses because remember that last year, Michigan and Penn state, uh, how'd that work out? Uh, ugly as I recall. Yeah, it was bad. It was the loss that pretty much put off anyone just putting Penn state in the playoff because they're like, yeah, you know, they only have that, that, that loss right there. Um, however, let's look at that loss. God, I forgot how a- bad this was. Oh, it was, it was pulverizing. I don't think that's a good matchup just by style, right? Because Penn State relies on uh, these very large shock and awe plays that open up the rest of that offense, right? And Don Brown's defense relies on, I hate you and everything you stand for. <laughs> and we're going to keep you within five yards of the line of scrimmage. And that includes you, Saquon Barkley. And Northwestern's defense, Saquon Barkley is mortal. If you devote your entire defense to stopping him, he won't be able to do much. And last year, well, Penn State would answer by saying, well, we'll just throw to Godwin. We'll just, you know, go over your head. We'll just open up this offense, and then we'll get you to back up a little bit, and then, whoo, Saquon's got a playground. Uh, that's not quite the case this year. And and I think against a defense like Michigan's, that's just a bad matchup. Now, will Michigan State be able to respond offensively against Penn State's defense? No, no. No, no, not one bit. Will you be able to scra- to sort of scrape together points and coupon this thing out? Absolutely. That could totally happen. Yeah. Is this like a 12-9 game? Yeah. Yeah, this feels like a 12-9 game. So I don't, like, whatever happens with Michigan-Indiana, it's not really kind of what you're looking for in the Big Ten. What you're looking for is Michigan State or Michigan-Penn State to see if Michigan can play their own sort of personal Mark D'Antonio to Penn State. It's important to have be able to wear many hats. The other version of the coach stress game is not the you lost to a team that does not have much of a profile or prestige right now. The other version is you got annihilated by a very good team. We have two of those on the schedule, eh, maybe three actually, on the schedule as well because Arkansas gets to play Alabama, Nebraska gets to play Ohio State, and you know what? Missouri, Georgia. Those are all the games where you can see somebody, I mean, similar to the Tennessee-Georgia game, where it's not that you lost to an inferior, to a superior opponent, rather. It's that they treated you like a kitten toy, that they just threw you around and eventually ripped you open and ate everything and then threw it back up. What I'm talking about here is these are, this is the week where sort of you, college football fans of maybe embattled coaches will be able to determine, is there a fit? Because it's all about fit. Isn't that right, Spencer? Oh, what a seamless <laughs> transition to our sponsor this week. That's right. This podcast has sponsors, real sponsors, quality sponsors. And this week, I want to talk to you about a way that men can get better clothes. And what man is better suited, pun fully intended, to talk to you about better clothing than me? That's right. Bombfell. Bombfell's a way for men to get clothes. Good clothes. Quality clothes. Clothes that fit you, your style, your personality, and most importantly, your physique and budget. 
No one likes shopping, by the way. Like, shopping's traumatizing. Particularly traumatizing for me, because as a confession, I have uh, an unusual butt. If you have a weird butt, it's very hard to go shopping. For pants, for shirts, for anything. It upsets the entire balance of your spirit to take a moment out of your day, go to a store and realize that no one's making clothes for you. That's incorrect. Bombfell finds that. It's an easier way for you to get better clothes. And this, there's one great element to this. You get a stylist. Now, this is a very troublesome and weird thing for me to admit because I do not like to spend money. I do not like to focus on myself unless I'm talking about me on a podcast. All right? I don't like it. It's awkward. I think a lot of men are like this. You don't want to go shopping. You're just like, I don't know. Just go, just go, go buy some pants. I'll make them work. I'll soldier through. You won't get them tailored. You'll just soldier through. Incorrect. You could do better. And Bombfell will help you because the stylist will email you your selections after you fill out a very simple form. Tell them your preferences and your style. And I will tell you that even after you do this, you can modify and they will work with you. They will work with the most troublesome of you. And you say, oh, well, you know, I, they couldn't possibly do that with me. I'm, I'm just far too, like, obnoxious and, like, petty and, like, small-minded and just I'm a terrible customer. You can't be a work, worse customer than me. This is correct, Jason, right? It's correct, Ryan. Oh, you are – I guess I would describe your body type as shapeless, unclothable, sort of you – know right. you know how when Jedi get old – they just sort of start wearing these um, loose-fitting robe, like, car covers. And they're just like, yeah, I don't... Don't worry about what's under here. There's a lightsaber in a hand, and that's it. The rest is just unviewable body mass. That's sort of where I think, I think you're at right now. So there's... there Legos, they have minifigures. What if they also had, like, thick figures? Like a, like a thick Lego man. Maxi figures. Right. It's basically like trying to dress uh, an appliance. That's yes. what it's like trying to find clothes for me. Okay? And yet, Bombfell is trying, and they are doing very, very well. I got a package this week after filling out my form and talking with my stylist online. And uh, I sent it all back. But that's not the point. The point is, when I sent it back, I sent it back with feedback. And they said, oh, here's what you liked, here's what you didn't like. You get another one next month. We'll see if we can get a little bit closer. My point is, I'm a pain in the ass. A square, weird, bulbous ass that no pants on the planet properly fit. Except for the ones I except for the ones I tried on this this week from Bombfelt, which came within like I don't know, probably like five degrees out of a hundred of fitting. Next week they're just gonna send you a tarp with a rope. That'd be fine. That'd fit. That'd be great. <laughs> The point is, I gave them feedback. They responded. You get a preview email next time. We'll take a look at it. We'll work through it. They'll be like, I hate this guy, but it's my job. And they'll get it right. Yeah, it's not. Let's be clear. The problem is that Bombfell is for humans, and Spencer is a Yeti. That's right. But they're so good, I'm pretty sure they're going to get correct clothing for this Yeti. In fact, the shirt they sent, and this is something that men will definitely like appreciate, was not only long enough for my weirdly huge torso, it was the correct size in the shoulder and did not make me look like a, you know, it didn't make me look like Jay Glazer in a suit. You know, Jay Glazer wears suits and right. just sort of like pops all out of him, even though he's like five, six. Yeah, he looks like, right? he looks like Big Hero 6. Exactly, right? <laughs> for, those, for those of you with that Baymax physique, <laughs> Bob Fell can work with that. All you need to do, right, <laughs> sign up, you tell them your measurements and your style preferences, which I got wrong, by the way, as if I wasn't like, I was like, I'll just go with classic because I can't possibly get it right. And I emailed them back and they're like, no, 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 we got it. Okay, that's what you like. Cool. You tell them what budget limits you're comfortable with. You tell them, you set up the order, you say what you like, and then you schedule when you want it. And, you know, they, they could surprise you if you're that kind of person. Don't ever surprise me. You get a preview email. You can cancel anything you don't like. Then they ship it in 48 hours. Then you have seven days. Seven days. Try it on. I'm the world's worst person at time management, and I will tell you, even I managed to do this all within seven days. All right? And I say that as somebody who has 
my dead dog's ashes still on the counter of my kitchen from like four years yeah, ago. I was going to say that was not recent. No, no, no. Still sitting in a nice ornamental tin. All right. And even I follow the extremely simple and clear system that Bonfell gives you to send clothes back. All right. You got seven days to try them on before they charge you for these very nice clothes they sent you. A total stranger. Then uh, you can pay for what you keep. Return the rest. Shipping is free both ways. And you know what? You can order it for your partner, by the way. So Don't if you're a lady listening yeah. to this. Yeah, yeah. That, that way is fine. Don't do it the other way. Yeah. Don't do it the other way. No, no, no. Bombfell is not interested in that. Bombfell is more than happy, though, to get you better clothing for your partner. You can sign up for him and surprise them. You never know. Even my point being, even a rhino wants to look, you know, pretty swanky out on the town every now and then. Yeah, just they because just tough. because Spencer is a garage fridge with a head and arms doesn't mean he can't look nice. Doesn't mean he can't go to weddings and functions and court appearances. Okay? Don't discriminate against this weird refrigerator man hybrid. Okay? <laughs> he loves Fresca. He loves it. That, that part's not true, actually. <laughs> I tell mean, him, it's a fine grapefruit. Just, just it's tell, a fine grapefruit just, soda. It's calorie-free. Just tell them about the special offer. Yeah, so the special offer, here we go. You get 25 bucks off your first purchase. Look at that! Look at that, you get 25 bucks off. 25 American dollars. All you gotta do, go to B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L. That's bombfell.com. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L. Dot com with the special code. Oh yeah, we, we, we got a special code. That's uh that's uh, bombfell.com slash shutdown as in shutdown full cast. That would be bombfell.com slash shutdown. Twenty five bucks off your first purchase. Uh go ahead, give it a shot. I, I'm the least likely person in the world and I've been extremely happy with it. Because if they get me right, they can they can get anyone right. And that includes if Baymax is literally listening to this podcast. So that's Man, it. Y'all, listen. Spencer wore overalls on national TV like a week ago. So if they can I get did. him looking right, they can handle you. That's right. Bomb fell. Open and clothes. Another successful ad read, boys. Good job. We have a few um, charity ad reads we're going to knock out here as well. First, some shout-outs to generous listeners Nick Bender. Jeff Kelly, Richard at DC3 underscore tweets, Susan at Boat Drinks, which what a good Twitter handle that is, Boat Drinks. Um, she's a Syracuse fan, so insert good things said about We actually like Syracuse fine now that they have Dino Babers. We're very pro-Syracuse. This is an incredibly fickle podcast, except when it comes to Florida, which Spencer and I secretly loathe not secretly and jason loves above all other programs and things in life mm -hmm. um and mike bogat covered against lsu covered the spread against lsu and mike bogats um thank you all for donating uh also this from dave green has asked me to say i'm ryan nanny and south jersey and cannoli are my favorite things ever and that will never change cannoli is good i bet spencer <laughs> hates cannoli if i had to guess um, I, no, I just, I just, I just, they're just nonsensical to me. Sure. That's fine. Um, it's, it's like, a it's, it's like a, a it's like a mediocre cookie. It's a little uh, pastry that, penis. That, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, like, you know, I'm not going to judge that part, but <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's like, can you give me something that's very, very dry right. and not really sweet and then stuff it with something that's creamy? Sure. But. It's like but you asked. Really. A, it's like you asked a computer from 1992 to make a taco. It, it's it's a lot like this. It tastes it tastes like if it tastes like the beta version of dessert. Right. Is this right? what You're is like, this what you wanted? Press Y to continue. And yeah, it's just kind of slabby and uninteresting, right? It feels like. Are you still hungry? Well, if you put fat in your stomach, you probably won't be. Here's a convenient carbohydrate carrying case for that. Um, Jason has a couple. Oh, are y'all talking about those little things that are like mom made pizza rolls, but she put Cool Whip in them? Essentially, yes. Those, those little I tube things. I did not know that we'd have to explain what cannoli were, but yeah, yeah. That's, nah, that's what I mean, I've I've never sat down and said, "Hmm, I'll have the cannoli," but no, I've, I've had those things, so I can confirm they're not very good. 
I think they're fine. And according to Dave, they're my favorite thing ever. Jason has a couple to read as well. From Leland Hague or Hage, we have a recommendation. Skip Holtz for Mizzou. Uh, I was looking into this one, trying to find any connection whatsoever to the state of Missouri for Skip Holtz. First of all, that's irrelevant because we're talking about a man from Connecticut who played his college ball in Indiana, then went to Florida, Colorado, back to Indiana, Connecticut, South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, and now to Louisiana. Um, And his father, of course, bounced from Arkansas, Minnesota, South Carolina, also uh, Indiana. When I say Indiana, I'm referring to a... The Jets, you know, a certain famous school in Indiana. The New York Jets. The Chargers. They, they both coach the Chargers <laughs> at some point. Mm-hmm. But that is sort of the connection to Mizzou, if you think about it, because you know Mizzou famously, no one really knows what region it's in. We kind of want to say it's in the South because it has a team in the SEC, but like, eh, it's pretty Midwestern and it's also pretty Heartland and it's also kind of like Arkansas. But you know that that man without a place. I think that really fits a state without a place. Um, and also, I, I found a quote when he first got to USF at his intro presser. They said, now beat Florida! And he said, that's why I'm here! And then he lost by like 24. Uh, again, again, I think he's a great fit for Mizzou, uh, just for those two reasons I just mentioned. I mean, I guess it works. I can't see why it wouldn't. What are the alternatives? That's the spirit. Yeah. Um... You could hire Brett Bielema, probably, no. pretty soon. Nope. Um, just import him across the border. Nope. You could... Why are we sending him um, to a state with more pornography? No. <laughs> I think he's earned that. <laughs> it's, a valid, it's a valid point. Um, well, we're getting him one state closer to his native land of Iowa. Sure. Just keep advancing him across the board. But we're sending him, are we, are we, Um, are we, are we delaying his move to the San Diego, the LA Chargers? That's the real question. That's actually the answer. We um, probably could convince people that in between the Wisconsin and Arkansas jobs, Bielma did a year with the Chargers and then left because it wasn't for him. Hmm. Probably, yeah. Okay. Let's say Bobby Petrino also. Just every Arkansas coach had a pit stop with <laughs> let's, the Chargers. Let's edit the fuck out of the Chargers Wikipedia page. Yeah. How about how about how about we just have have the listeners do that? Just go wild on the Chargers Wikipedia page. You'll never get caught. Right. Why would anyone ever look no. at it? Right. You know, all all they have to do is update the city name every twenty years or so. That's mm-hmm. all anyone ever does to it. So I have, a, have fun. I have and, a challenge. And we didn't, you know, we we didn't we didn't do it. We didn't do it. Can we get more people editing the Chargers Wikipedia page than there are in the stands for a game in LA? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Over the course over the course of a people single right now. We can right, probably like get everybody furious... we can probably get everybody at the game editing the Wikipedia page from the game. <laughs> and then you just need a plus one. <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. Um Imagine explaining Wikipedia to Philip Rivers. Like, listen, the only, the only, the only, the only book I know of was edited 6,000 years ago. You can't tell. A book can be edited right now? That's ridiculous. Well, no, I think you yeah. would explain it to him by being like, yeah, nobody knows exactly how big it is, and there are new pages added all the time, and, um, you know, it's just sort of a cluttered mess. He'd be like, oh, like family planning. Yeah, this sounds right. <laughs> It just keeps growing and growing and growing, and the names get weirder and weirder. What does um, it say under my personal life? It says you have 28 kids. Mm, that's low. Low. Yeah, see? Told you. You can't trust anything you read online. It's an outdated fact. Um, also, another... Uh, so, Brendan Watkins. Um, buddy, you, you donated to our hurricane relief charity drive, and that's awesome. And with that power you gained by doing that, here is the sentence you sent us to read. Um, There are two types of people. Those who occasionally pee in the shower and dirty fucking liars. That's what Brendan Watkins wanted to do with the uh, platform afforded to him. And you know what? He earned that. Uh, And if I'm responsible with weighing in on this i will agree i also don't know why anyone would lie about it why would that be a well when does it shameful come up? thing when, to do i mean who, like who are the people asking hey asshole did you just pee in my shower <laughs> what were you watching me 
<laughs> first of all, what were you? Secondly, it did go down the drain. The water was on. Is that why you made asparagus for dinner last night? Just to catch me? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, so while we were on vacation for three weeks, <laughs> did you go in my house and pee in the shower every day and not run the water at all? Huh? No, it wasn't me. Wasn't me. Nope. 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 I used uh. You used your backyard the whole time. <laughs> oh, okay, that's cool. That's not weird. But I did get your mail, so we're even. <laughs> I peed on your mail. <laughs> I peed yeah, in your mailbox, like mo- by the way. Most of the friction for this comes from Seinfeld, which had a notoriously germaphobic agenda, right? Especially because for people became- who lived in fucking New York. Yeah. The dirtiest like- city. The dirtiest city in North America. Oh, ooh, something touched my plate. Fuck you! Every day you ride in a metal tube surrounded by rats. Yeah. You live in a concrete box that's built on rats. That's built on rats and rat carcasses and rat poop. Yeah. <laughs> like, Alexander Hamilton is buried, like, 800 feet from your head. And There's he's covered corpses. in rats! Just covered in rats! Like, anyone who lives in Alexander Rattleton, or like it... Yeah, you, you live in a place that had one of America's last cholera outbreaks. You live in a city that, at this very moment, is home to Donald Trump, a living piece of human filth. Like, that's... that's it, it, who, who was born there and bred out of it? You know what he's made of? Rats. The only places, where, big... there, the only places where there aren't rats is because they're bedbugs and the rats fucking hate them. Right, and you know what that's called? A turf war. That's what West Side Story was originally about. Rats they were and like, bugs. I don't know, people... Keep, People can't relate to rats and bed bugs, so we'll have to make them people. Because yeah, otherwise, we're just coming to. I don't think Natalie Wood can play bed bug. We've screen, <laughs> we screen tested her, and she's really bad at like breaking the skin. That's the main problem. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Wow. That's that's it. Like, there's a system, right? That's my favorite part. Even rats and bed bugs. Yeah, there's a racket. There's a system. We got, got a turf. Guy. I got a guy. Yeah, there are these bed bugs union. No guy. man, this ain't happening at all. I got a guy who he'll he'll sell your bed bugs to the rats, make a fortune. Yeah, I mean, like most m- most things on Seinfeld anyway, were like these very mundane points about horrible people who obsessed over tiny little things because they didn't have like anything to do. It's the most '90s sitcom ever, where they're like. What's wrong? Yeah, something's wrong with my soup. As opposed to like 2017, where it's like, where it's like what's wrong? Oh Everything's god. on fire. Oh god, everyone hates everyone, and everyone is getting shit upon. <laughs> and the rats are still here. Still rats. Rats are rats. Are, rats are allies. Rats That's are, fine. Rats are eternal. <laughs> rats, welcome to the resistance. <laughs> comma, comma, comma. Welcome. <laughs> Extremely woke bed bugs. Yeah, just go ahead and pee. In, go ahead and pee in the shower, right? That's fine. That's fine. I'll, it, it might be a little rude if you do it in the collective shower, but I don't know. Collective showering is weird anyway, so go ahead and pee in the, pee in the sink. I don't care. Um, reviewing the schedule for the last time. Is there anything else y'all feel we have failed to hit upon? Things people should ah! be looking out for. Teams they should maybe watch for the I... first time if they haven't had a chance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the SEC schedule for the rest of the way has been shat upon pretty justifiably because it sort of looks like well we're just waiting on Bama, Georgia, Bama, or Georgia, Auburn, and the Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't skip over LSU Auburn just yet. Like yes, on paper this is a horrific matchup for LSU because like. Auburn is not only like built to beat this LSU team that has been, you know, bad at run defense and can't really do much on offense other than throw. Like Auburn is also kind of like what LSU aspires to be, or at least so far in the year. That's how it's looked. But the game's at Death Valley and weird stuff happens. And like so you get to sort of just hand wave all that with like, ah, I don't know. Auburn's on like a 0 and 8 run there, so we'll see what happens. So like you know, for that, it's it's sort of like a, a, a heart versus mind kind of thing. Where like this this looks terrible for LSU, but they yeah, don't. No, it kind of looks terrible for Auburn too, um, and that sounds like a great game. Just awful for everyone. You should not watch Texas A and M at Florida, but you should keep in mind that either 
Florida will lose to the Aggies having to wear those horrendous uniforms, or Texas A&M will have to accept that they lost to people wearing those horrendous uniforms. And I know Spencer and I each briefly touched upon it, but the worst thing about them is that they're going to look horrible on big dudes. There is a reason that every time they do these uniform reveals, they send out like a running back or a safety or somebody who's like lean and trim. And, and some of that is just like they, they've determined that's going to be the best way to present the uniform. Some of it is also that th- these alternates are going to look a fucking nightmare on a guy with any kind of gut whatsoever. They're horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going to they're gonna look bad. They're going to look, honestly, you know what they're going to look like? going to look like when your eight-year-old goes back and gets their four-year-old Halloween costume, right? And you're like, oh, you got so big. I can you see your so tummy. Much. Yeah, that doesn't fit at all. You look like the world's biggest toddler. This is bad. Um, I would also say pay attention to uh, Colorado at Oregon State because of everything we just mentioned. And because Gary Anderson made the very curious choice to leave after this run of games, uh, losing to Minnesota, a like still very competent Minnesota team, losing to Wazoo, Washington, and USC two of those on the road. And that's when he decided to pull the ripcord. Ahead for Oregon State are Colorado, Stanford, Cal, Arizona, Arizona State, and Oregon. So you can already see the narrative being written here of like Gary Anderson abandoned his 1 and 5 team, but they rallied to finish the season 5 and 7. The pride, the pride of Corvallis, he was the problem all along. Gary, man, you did it wrong. You're not supposed to leave right before the possible good times are coming, idiot. I would point out a couple things as the SEC schedule kind of enters a trough, right? You can turn to other conferences for entertainment. We used to rag on the ACC before they became uh, a capital M, most capital E excellent official conference, right, for the nation. There's a, we used to say, oh man, there's just a lot of parody and everybody's going to go seven and five or five and seven. Uh, this is one of those weekends where it'll kind of look like that because you got games that I think will all finish 24 and 17, right? Like 24, 17, all of these games, but that means they'll be close. They'll be good. You also get to watch Florida state, uh, struggle to get their second win, second win of the season, uh, against Duke, which that's a struggle. I don't care. Duke's a tough team. They might not. They, they're just, they might not be great, but they're very, very annoying to play. They do a lot of things to make the game as difficult as possible for you, both on defense and on offense. There's like also, a, a mountain. Go ahead. Well, there's also the possibility within the conference that we get to see the flip side. Everybody says, oh, you know, Miami, they have a good start to the year, then they lose to Florida State, and then they swoon. What if the swoon happens anyway? What if it doesn't really matter what happens in the Florida State game? You get to play Georgia Tech. Nobody wants to play Georgia Tech. What if you Tech? do that on purpose just to say, look look at Florida State. You lost to a 7-5 and five team. Look how, me- terrible. look how meaningless you were, Florida State. Let me go ahead and tell you, too. You want a banger? You want you want a game that's going to have some swings? You want a, gang, a game that's going to hit the over sometime in the third quarter? Navy at Memphis, baby! Ooh, that's not where I thought you were going to go, but I like it. No, no, no. Navy Navy at Memphis. That's you get the nation's leading rushing attack going up against a volatile Memphis team capable of putting up 28 and a quarter. Raleigh Ferguson, whose dad this week said, "Thank God my son escaped the dumpster fire at Tennessee." And you know that he posted that on Facebook because people disagreed with that statement. People, people are like, why are you calling Tennessee a dumpster <laughs> oh, I, fire? I assume it's because you can put a dumpster fire out and it's self-contained. <laughs> like, like Tennessee, oh, good point. Tennessee's going to spread somehow. Um, yeah, sir, when discussing Tennessee, the correct term is dumpsters fire. <laughs> dumpsters. Dumpsters fire. And you know why we call it a dumpster fire? Because we got passion. Because we play. <laughs> because we take. Because we play with heat. All right. We we convert. We convert the garbage. We convert the garbage of that the media spews, and we turn it into heat and energy. 
When we take a turnover, we put it in the garbage can. Where where do you think we dump all the garbage cans? <laughs> Into the dumpster She's fire. She's got a conflagration of footballs in there. Burden with the spirit of champions. And then we take the garbage bin and we take it to the landfill of victory. But you won't report on that, will you? You won't report on the landfill of victory. Which is just a part of the body farm that I dug up without permission. <laughs> Neyland Stadium, the landfill of victory. <laughs> the uh, the over the game I thought you were gonna say for like look for this to get points tastic quick. I assumed you were referring to the Red River respectable disagreement. Oh man, the the you mean the uh, family mediation? Yes. Between. Yes. Between Oklahoma and Texas, the Red, the Red River. I have the talking stick now. Yes, that's. I did not think that. However, we do have an unusual quarterback matchup in the darting, dashing Baker Mayfield and the thundering Ellinger, the young man who I'm still impressed that he completely elbowed. It just forearm shivered. A Kansas State linebacker in the head. It probably could have been like thrown out for that realistically. Right. But he was hot. I think it happened and the refs the refs were like, let him go. He's on fire. Yeah. They were like, oh my God. That was amazing. Yeah, a, a Texas team that really looked like they were just gonna lose to Kansas State again, but pulled it out and played overall played pretty well, I think. I, dude, he had like almost five hundred yards of offense by himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean they were they were a little a little plotting running the ball, but not too bad overall. Um, and an Oklahoma team that, well, we already know what happened there. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. No meaningful resolution or prediction or even inkling. And I say that because I said Iowa State had no chance to beat OU. When you play at 11 o'clock Central in an intense rivalry game, I just feel like you're asking for erratic no, atypical results this game isn't that early now this game is no no did they move it it's at 3 30 yeah, it down it's at 3 30 eastern oh dang it um although that just gives you more time to eat fair food i don't know if that's good <laughs> have you guys have you seen the the fair uh one of our our notre dame co-worker jessica sent me the list of the um you know the specialty items that they have at the fair at this at the texas state fair every year um, mm-hmm. we're talking, we're talking deep fried fruit loops. We're talking funnel cake, basin, bacon, queso burger. We're talking a tamale donut, which actually looks kind of good. Um, the most confusing one, and there's no photo of it, I assume because that would qualify as some sort of war crime. Oreo beer. Oreo beer fantastic mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah these are all the things you can fill your body with in a desperate attempt to kill it rather than watch oklahoma texas with having a rooting interest in that game the, these um i think still the greatest state fair of texas food i've ever heard of you know and this list includes like chicken fried cactus right. and like you know fried um latte is fried salad right that's how fucking texas this is they will fry a salad that's amazing man. Well, and you're gonna put these people out there in that for three three and a half more hours what is wrong with breaded you? and battered multivitamins <laughs> i just i like the idea that you know fried they show water the, the... <laughs> <laughs> That's, it, don't don't act like it. If Big Tex burns down again, that's all I want. I want them to build Big Tex so he can burn down every year for the fair. It was right? it was the most memorable Big Tex appearance <laughs> by far. Big Tex, the giant, the giant <laughs> so it's statue, like Burning Man, but he's sort of yeah. he's sort of like a cowboy phoenix. Instead of instead of doing Burning Man, just do like Shooting Man. Everyone goes and shoots Big Tex. <laughs> That'd be great, and he just just burns down every year, and then he rises, then he rises like a phoenix from the ashes, right? Uh, yeah. Then then finally, like I think the last the last point I'd make on 
on Jan's schedule this week that uh, that if you're if you're down on this week, remember things things will go wrong, things will go sideways, um, and you're not Tennessee because Tennessee has to play South Carolina, and South Carolina is not a great football team. But you know what Tennessee's doing this week? Leadership reps. That's what they're doing this week. No, no, no. We're taking the turnovers. We're putting them in the 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 dumpster fire of our passion, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we're also going to take that to the landfill of victory. And then uh, guess who runs the landfill of victory and has for the last, you know, I don't know, since he was hired as a head coach in 2011, that'd be Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp's run the landfill of victory for years. So he'll take all that. He'll make a big pile. He'll point to it. And then he'll probably set that on fire again. You separate, that's, that's what, you separate your recyclable son? Doesn't matter. I'm burning it all anyway. <laughs> that's, that's, Will Muschamp, the guy who runs your county dump uh, the way he's run it since 1952. County told him to sort his garbage, and he's like, yeah, I'll sort it. I'll sort of put it in a pile and burn it. <laughs> that's what I'll do. 